Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to Gatecast episode 172. And we have a guest. Hello. I'm a guest. <laughs> I was dancing for a little more than hello there. Uh, welcome, guest. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. My microphone was on mute. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't? No. No, you just didn't say anything. Yeah, same result. Okay. Do we have anything we can cover pre-show dead air with other than just editing it out? Welcome to the Gatecast, everybody. Yes, we've got a guest, Jeff, from the US, is joining us. This is uh, an episode, well, actually both episodes we're going to be doing today, that uh, he requested to do. Something that we encourage, if you do want to join us for an episode, let us know which one and we'll try to sort it out. Indeed. This was actually down to be recorded a couple of weeks ago, but there were technical issues. Many, many technical issues. Alan's computer died. It did, actually, but that died <laughs> no, when we were trying to record killed it. something else. Admit it. I did not kill it, it killed itself. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Says a lot about you, don't it? I'd watch out for the cats who'll be throwing themselves off the roof next. No, but I did foolishly uh, let them out in the rain yesterday, which they didn't like, and which Gianna sensibly went back into the house and hid. Cindy, however, decided to go hopping over the little wooden gate. I spent the next 20 minutes outside in the rain with a broom trying to get her out from under the car. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbours think I'm completely cracked now. And then when she did eventually get out from the, under the car, she went over to my neighbour's car three houses down. And my neighbour was like, please don't run over my cat. Naughty kitty. Never a dull moment, is it, cat ownership? Um, they can be very affectionate. Unfortunately, I was trying to play song pop last night, and Gianna's version of affectionate is to camp half on my left arm and half on the keyboard. <laughs> I'm like, I can't click if you're lying on my arm. A wireless keyboard and fooler. It's an app book. A wireless keyboard wouldn't really work. And then last night when I was in bed, Cindy had decided to settle across my legs under the covers. And I wanted to reach across and grab the cable so I could plug the phone in and charge it. And I thought, if I move, she might decide to claw something delicate. You know, this isn't a healthy relationship, you and your cat. (laughs) There should be boundaries. Why? (laughs) I saw one of them on the windowsill of the front room, batting rather effectively and getting some movement out of the uh, handle on the window. (laughs) Open the back leg and reaching up and sort of hooking the paw around the window and trying to get it open. I'm thinking I've seen Monkey Man do this. Well, no, I've yes. never opened the window in their presence, but I think I've seen Rose open it slightly. That'd be ironic. I didn't leave a window open. Really, sir? The cat did it. <laughs> That's why my house was burgled. The cat opened the window. Yep. Ends the term. Cat burglar. Oh, God. <laughs> I really set myself up for that. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I should know. I'm the one with the puns. <laughs> the Flashbulb Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. From cosmic horrors to fisticuffs, fast cars and smart mouths, we've got a chill for every spine. Find it all at flashbulb.com or search for it on iTunes. <laughs> Here, line, 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 line. Ah, line. Why is the first time I click and it doesn't give me a line? The second time it does. Weird, isn't it? Right. I'm at two seconds, but since the timing seems to vary anyway, it doesn't make any difference. If we're all good to go. Yep. Yep, I think I'm ready. Right. If we're three, if we're a doe, if we're a hen, clicky. 
fade to black, fade in on Gate Travel and deny. Oh yes, the lovely folk. Callum is lovely. Yes, fair traders, Just you just don't want to cross them. They do tend to overreact slightly. Ever so slightly. You know, if people could just learn to keep their secret underground hatches locked... That's a, a wonderful line from McKay there. Front. The next culling was supposed to be decades away. We're looking for allies against the race. We had hoped to test our first atomic weapon five years from now. Do we have that much time, Jim? No. Heavy on the recap for this episode. It hasn't been that many episodes since this episode, has it? No, it doesn't. Only uh, two, I think. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. That was rude. I said leave him! Yeah, setting animosity up between uh, Sora and Taylor. Where's my father? He did not survive. By leaving him to die, you may just as well have killed him yourself. You do not want to make an enemy of the Jedi. Like I say, there's that short gap between the episodes. You wonder why they had this lengthy uh, recap. Probably didn't have quite enough for a full double episode. Is it just me or does that water look like CG? Probably because it is. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring a helicopter to do a five-second shot of the ocean is a bit expensive. <laughs> You're stuck. You still miss home? There is still talk of returning, even though I've told them the Wraith have scorched Athos Bear in revenge for our resistance. Well, maybe in time this place will start to begin to feel like home. So, Taylor and John, mm-hmm. alone. Taylor in a sparkly top. That can't be a storm. It stretches across the whole horizon. Oh, you spotted something. <laughs> Bloody great storm. It just came out of nowhere. It leapt out in front of me. <laughs> oh, dear. Getting dark, isn't it, now? Huh? They must be travelling, you know, four or five hundred miles an hour at sea level. That's uh, serious moving. Then again, I suppose you don't have to worry. We hear dynamics and such like. Uh-huh. Four minutes headed right. Do a little wet forecasting. say weather forecasting? I wonder if they were just, you know, surveying the planet or just out hanging out for them to have found it in the first place. I think John just fancied a, a ride. He's a pilot. Yeah. Go suborbital. Yes. <laughs> Not many aircraft on Earth can do that. No. Wow. Nice display. Yeah. If it covers 20% of the planet, eventually it's going to hit the mainland, <laughs> given enough time. Did we ever find out how much of this planet is water versus land, percentage-wise? I've read that, that the mainland is the size of the US, but that doesn't that tell you how big the planet is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe... Okay then. No, sorry, go ahead. The Storm, Season 1, Episode 10 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 172, directed by Martin Wood from a story by Jill Blottervogel. Sure. Yeah, and if I pronounce <laughs> I'm so sorry. Written by Martin Garrow, first heard in the US September 17th, 2004, shown in the UK December the 14th, Episodes from series of the same name, ER, Bonanza, Avatar, The Last Day Bender, Dead Zone, and Lassie. Yay. That's not one that comes out of Athens. <laughs> no, I suppose it doesn't. The Storm. No, sorry, The Eye. That's it. <laughs> I'm there. Here's the clip post. Premiered in the UK, December the 21st, 2004. The Americans got it January the 21st, 2005, so they had to oh. wait about a month couple of series with the same episode title here and now the bracho shadows and out of unknown the date you just said for the break between the u.s episodes that almost matches up to the general winter break for most universities for college students middle to end of january is when most college students go back for the second semester yeah wonder if that was a demographic they were targeting or playing to schedulers always have a plan don't they nothing is uh, just done for the hell of it yeah 
I know they keep reusing, but I really love that shot of the exterior of the city so you can see all of it, how big and cool it looks. Now, according to the ancient database, every 20 or 30 years, the sea gets unseasonably warm. Now, that, for reasons too boring to get into, means that uh, hurricanes are much more likely to occur. Well, like El Nino, the ocean basically... Like I said, too boring to go into. Focus. And there's a little uh, belly button porn for you as well. I was appreciating it. <laughs> Good to have Zelenka back. Zelenka's one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. He just about edges out McKay. Just about. As a character I like to watch. Together, they're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> McKay has absolutely no respect for Zelenka. None whatsoever. Precautions put in place. In the past, the ancients have been protected by the shield or submerged deep enough in the water not to be affected. Okay. Strike those options. What else have we got? Da, da, da. Nothing. Yes. Pity they didn't check the database and figure that out beforehand. <laughs> it's a huge database. You would think the database would have an alarm that to go off every 20 or 30 years. Storm coming, storm coming. Why is this light flashing? I'm not sure. Check the manual. <laughs> Just got a tweet from Kevin Webb. A good couple of episodes. Reminds me of Die Hard. Just voted in the poll. I'm hoping for a feature-length episode. Good man. What's the difference between a feature-length and two episodes mashed together? Feature-length wouldn't have two title sequences or recaps or anything like that. Uh, it goes straight from one to the other seamlessly. I admire your ability to seamlessly edit our uh, incoherent babble. <laughs> Flooding could sink the city entirely. How could something as big as Atlantis just sink? I'm sure the passengers on the Titanic were asking themselves the same question. Yes, well, let's not. No, no, he's mentioned the Titanic, Shepard. Beautiful. If Taylor and I hadn't discovered this, we... We would be in even bigger trouble. Oh, wonderful. Well done. You want to thank you, John, just for flying around and looking at the weather. Good God. By my calculations, we have just under, what, 12 hours until the storm hits. So, uh, we plan to have a plan. Yeah. By then. 12 hours? How far away is it? Probably 2,000 miles. Yeah, could be. They could literally have been on the other side of the planet when they spotted it. Yeah. When you've got a ship that fast, you know, you don't really worry, do you? Somebody get in Facebook chats. Nope. Yeah, I don't have any right now. Where is that coming from? So my orders are to come up with a friendly planet that wouldn't mind putting us up for the night. Exactly. Take port, see what you can work out. Well, they should have made enough friends now to find a place to stay for a couple of days. And surely they've found empty planets at, uh, you know, suitable atmospheres. Seeing Jill's name there, I don't blame you for mangling the uh, pronunciation. It's a Dutch. Mm. We babies. We need all the hands we can spare before it comes. The storm could not only destroy our crops, our settlement could be washed away. If just a few of us were to remain, we could... can be replaced and homes rebuilt. People can't. Which is why we must do what we can now. Ah, so this is the mainland on uh, Atlantis. They haven't really done a lot of work. You thought all that grass would be flattened down or something. That's always the problem. Sometimes you look, it looks like the village has sprung up overnight. Poor Paul being forced to hoof heavy ropes about. Yeah, I'm sure he became a doctor because he figured it was indoor work with no heavy lifting. <laughs> At most, yes. Only for a day, too. At most. At most? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy. No. He's got a sort of Grand Vizier kind of vibe of him, doesn't he? Very much so. I'm asking. I was thinking Scarlet Letter, but not far off. Is that Armin Simmerman? No. It looks a lot like him. Smeden is played by Michael Petonen. He's been in Psych, Smallville, Supernatural, Andromeda, and Flash Gordon. Oh, God, I gave up on that after four episodes. We haven't seen these people actually before this episode, have we? No, we haven't. Okay. But something I didn't spot, and I only got it through the commentary, those candlesticks were used in the underground, and they belong to the Jedi. 
one of the guys came up to the director and says, hey, we used them with the Jinai. And he says, I know we did. <laughs> it's a clue. Oh. It's one hell of a subtle clue. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, it's not then that they have candle-style electric lights. Why do they have candlesticks as well? I still have a candlestick. I've got a candlestick. <laughs> I even have the old Ebenezer Scrooge kind with finger hole to carry it around the house with. <laughs> I see. Isn't that right, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. We've got lots of ships and weapons we can help with. You're telling me we can either be your friends or... I much prefer friends. That is of value to me. Friends, yes, friends. Friends. With benefits. <laughs> We've got the guns and that's our benefit. Don't meow at me. He just looks evil. Yeah, you'd think that anybody that the Atlanteans have dealt with would be open to letting them stay for a couple of days regardless. You know, you obviously we learn why he was a bit reticent about it. Mm-hmm. Although they look, there's a religious vibe going to him as well. Oh, he's, so. he's definitely monkish. Yeah, the high collar and everything. That's why I was thinking Scarlet Letter with the Puritans. Yeah, they might have just done little training. No, 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 no. I've already thought of that. He may be onto something. I've already thought of it. It doesn't... Yes, the Nakoda generators could be used to power select sections of the city, but when you subtract the areas that need to be secured just to protect themselves, it doesn't leave much power to shield anything else, and the city breaks apart because of the tidal stress. Well, we could relocate some of them, put them closer together. You're right. If only we had a magical tool that could slow down time. I foolishly left mine on Earth. Did you bring yours? Now that table looks bloody well dangerous. Doesn't it, though? Sticky out cubes. You get the impression they can fire things. <laughs> what I was just thinking about was jab your leg on them. Yeah, you bump into a table, you go, ouch. If you're a certain height, seriously, hurt yourself. Yeah. That's not going to happen, right? Well, of course it's not. We can always get off to another planet. Comforting. Thank you. Are we sure there's no part of the mainland we could go to? There's some pretty storm graphics on all the computer monitors in the room. How are they evacuating? By jumper? Yeah, they've got a whole bay full of them. That's a good point. I'd rather not owe Smeen any favors. If we lose Atlantis, we'll be stuck on the mainland without any access to the Stargate. I'm okay, we'll come up with something. I will try, but despite what you all may think, I am not Superman. Is McKay actually admitting that he's not perfect? Was anyone seriously thinking that? It's rare, but he's under, under a lot of pressure, isn't he? No, sir. Never. Fine. My point is the storm will affect over 70% of the mainland, and Atlantis isn't safe either. If you want everyone to live, you gate them off-world. Why don't they go back <laughs> to one of the Wraith planets they know is abandoned? Do they actually know of any Wraith planet? Well, I wouldn't have thought the Wraith were on uh, Athosia still, you know. No, but the they, they, they scorched it. It may not be livable. True. The whole planet? Well, that's just petty, isn't it? Okay, they yeah. really are focusing on those candelabra. Yeah. I'd never picked that up before either. That's one hell of a radio if it can contact the Jinai off-world. The other thing is, why does it look like a light show glued to a padlock? Well, I've seen some <laughs> old-style antennas like that. Just a yeah. So it's a nice retro look to it, the prop. It's also interesting that the Jinai, for being so secretive, have actually brought some off-worlders into who and what they are. Yeah, well, he looks up, but he's slimy, so he, you know, Kalamini's character probably approved of him. This could be going faster. Our people are hunters, Lieutenant. Many returning from great distances. Others do not... Looks like they got all these extras from a fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to stay here and die. Well, just go pick them up. As you can see, there's uh, two jumpers in this scene. They only have one jumper, though, to actually shoot with, so they're doing a quick 180 every time. Yeah, that's not that. You know, Czech Republic, we don't have to deal with hurricanes. We don't get that many in Canada, either. We someone called Hazel. Hazel? Hmm, 40 years ago. That's interesting. Not really. No, not really. I was once almost struck by lightning. 
lightning. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's the light bulb above uh, McKay's head. <laughs> what is the one thing keeping us from having a shield? That would power. And what does a mega storm from hell have lots of? Power. In the form of. You want to build a windmill. You want to build a windmill. This <laughs> is designed to withstand substantial lightning strikes. There are lightning rods all over the city. All those rods are channeled into four main grounding yeah, stations. Yeah, in turn, those grounding stations discharge electricity back into the ocean, keeping Atlantis safe from massive electric trucks due to lightning strikes. Right? Now, the answer to everything is energy. It always has been and always will be. Even in the first show, yeah. In the commentary, they were talking about the uh, the two Davids. Whenever they get the script, they go off together and work on it. You know, almost like a double act. Watch their bodies. They keep on trying to put their shoulder in front of the other one as they're talking. Yeah, me, me first, me first. Every time lightning struck the city, Atlantis would experience a momentary massive power surge. Now that energy, if it's channeled correctly, as of course if channeled correctly, could conceivably be used to charge up the shield generator. It's almost like a Tweedledee and Tweedledum type thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's taller. And little Zelenka, the, the younger brother. <laughs> Zelenka's accent a little... Zelenka, so is Zelenka kind of the equivalent of a resistor on the runaway uh, power storm that is McKay? <laughs> Just jumps in every now and again. <laughs> we need to dampen this a bit. Is Zelenka's accent not quite as thick this episode? It may have been after his first appearance, well, his second appearance, tone, tone it down a bit, because he can uh, add his Czech accent on as required. Is he actually Czech? He was born there, yeah. I think I saw an interview where he is fluent in his native language, but only speaks it really when uh, he's back home. Hmm. To the grounding stations. No, I think we should go to the power distribution centres first. Huh? Good point, good call. Okay. Can I get ahead of myself? Yeah, OK. So, to the grounding stations. <laughs> they thought of everything when they built this city. Yeah, it's getting full mileage out of that map painting. I'm almost seeing uh, symbols on their foreheads. Almost. And this is our introduction to Cowan. Collier. Collier. I almost think of him as a, like a, a, a B-rate Michael Ironside. I think of him as a Force Prime. <laughs> Robert Davy is an accomplished film and TV actor. Probably one of the bigger guest stars I've had on the series. That's what I'm getting at. Is he's like the... When they can't get Michael Ironside, he's the next one on the Rolodex for the... The villain extra for an A-team or... When it comes to acting skill, I think Davy walks all over Michael. <laughs> I think Michael's first proper villain role was in Total Recall. He was just in an episode of Community that I watched. Community is where retired actors Jack. go to die. Look at Chevy Chase. Now, when they were doing this, Erin actually did get smacked in the face. <laughs> she did most of the uh, action with a swelling cheek. Praised her for actually going on with this. Half the action is a uh, stun woman. She looks like she's constipated there. I'm gonna squeeze this one out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, did you get a good workout? Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Glee! He looks remarkably fresh faced. Commander Koya. Chief Cowan needs to see you immediately. I'm not to be disturbed while training. He said immediately, sir. It's, I think, his first role when I recognized him. He's deleting Glee now. Yes, he is. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't even... Uh, I, my hatred of Glee is so severe, I haven't even watched the Joss Whedon-directed episode. I had to watch the Joss Whedon episode. <laughs> now, what you need there, Taylor, is some Samantha Carter extra hold news. <laughs> or a better wig. No one has been able to get them word about the evacuation. How many again? Three. Two boys and a young woman. Why don't we just take our jump on and go find them? 
They're hunting in dense vegetation. Even if we were able to locate them, we would be unable to land. Gianna. <laughs> she knocked down, knocked something down. Yeah, she knocked down return to Jebba. Now, this is actually a, a very sunny day in uh, Vancouver. I'm a large fan. Yeah, big, big fans. Yes, Volkswagen Beetle engine wind machines. They're not ready. Of course they are. You commissioned me to train a group of men who on their most treacherous day guarded this facility or performed some sort of reconnaissance mission. They are not yet a strike force. This is the rarest of opportunities. Within the next hour, there will be less than ten people on Atlantis, most of them only scientists. Now, surely you can accomplish our goals and get out before the storm hits. You think it'd be more precise, under ten. What, eight, nine, seven? Hey, the Outer Limits TV screen. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) Get down, bloody cat. And I value that opinion. But the Atlanteans are in possession of materials that are vital to our goal of defeating the Wraith. We need them. I need them. When you actually experience Colgier's personality and charisma, you know, he seems to be the one in charge, not Colm, or Cowan, I should say. Yeah, he's got the... such the expert that everyone has to bow to his, uh, his opinion. Yeah. Hmm. Cowan is very much more of the politician than the uh, field commander. I don't know if I like that battle standard on the wall there behind him. Kind of too Star Trek-y. Yeah. Now, gate travel done on a budget. Don't show the gate. Just have a spotlight running on a pool of water. (laughs) Flashlight through an aquarium on the side. (laughs) Yeah. Evacuate the people on inbound jumper two as soon as they come. Well, it's four and a half hours. Plenty of time. Ah, the two guards. There was a whole page of dialogue for these two guys, and it all got chopped down because basically uh, the producer says, who cares? Finally at the point where I don't mind the taste of it. I was raised on this brew. Burned away whatever taste sense I had. There's a certain Michael Shank vibe to him, man. Doran, played by Don Ackerman, Canadian actor. Fringe, Dead Zone, Wolf Lake, X-Files, and about to uh, betray the expedition. Most people think that farming is planting good seed in well-tilled soil, which it is. It is, but there's also more. Mm. Hello. This isn't good. No, it's not. Does he know where Aaron is, though? Where what is? Does he know who Aaron is? Oh, I think he was just being picked up by the old guy there. I think I'll need something. Oh. 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 Gasping and stammering. Oh. 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 <laughs> who, who are you? Tell me the sequence of numbers to enter in this device. I, I can't tell you that. Uh, uh, I wasn't worth dying for. Yeah. Very trusting, isn't it? Giving IDCs to offworlders. Mm. I guess something they had to do out of necessity, being all alone out there. <laughs> Think, man. You, you haven't seen much of Earth television, have you? You don't say that sort of thing. These days, even your own eyeballs aren't safe. I'll play him with sexual flavors. So much easier ways to get what you want, Sora. <laughs> Although she probably enjoys inflicting little pain, she's in that sort of mood. <laughs> I hope, you know, the Atlanteans wipe this bloody world out after this. <laughs> well, they don't really have a convenient orbital bombardment ship. What, you mean a puddle jumper that will stay in orbit and fire drones on the city? Yeah, but a puddle jumper, I mean, it'd be, it'd be like trying to kill an elephant with a forty-five pistol. It'd take a while. Well, I'm wondering if the Atlanteans have been building up enough goodwill to just pass the word around, hey... Those guys are dicks, don't trade them. Yeah, I mean, at this stage, we don't really know how the galaxy, what they think of the Jinnai. We learn more in later episodes. 
Why are there hundreds of lightning rods placed around the city? Wouldn't the shield protect against lightning? Yes, yes it would, but running the shield all the time is only good for one thing, draining power. Right. You're aware that there's a time element to what we're doing here, right? Yes, it's been brought to my attention. Like I was saying, there are lightning rods, a lot of them, placed all over the city. Now, as it stands right now, all the energy they capture is rooted into four main grounding stations. <laughs> you following, John? <laughs> he is. He is an all. Well done. Well, John's a lot sharper than, um, you know, Jack. A little bit. Well, John Spencer, remember. <laughs> Even confused. Yeah, <laughs> I remember reading about this guy. McKay looked confused at this point because theories don't really have a level of... There isn't a sort of, you know, ranking. I love the big screens they have for this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the place for Atlantis. Major, you take stations three and four. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Where are stations three and four? Here and here. And we are... Here. Yes. I need to get done quickly so I can start working on these subroutines, and Elizabeth was complaining about her knee the other day. Wait, so... wait, wait a second. Are these things even close to a transporter? Uh, yes, Elizabeth's is. And mine? Uh, it's a brisk walk away. And by brisk, you mean far? No, by walk, I mean run. <laughs> brisk walk. Brisk. The other end of the city. <laughs> What about the teleport tubes? That's why he asked. Was that anywhere near a transporter? Did you hear him say okay. that? Well, not only that. Ah, uh, here we are. The same sunny uh, Vancouver day. Good Pictures colour time, so it looked drab and dreary. CGI rain. Pretty well done. I wouldn't have realised that was a sunny day at all. Yeah, won't be right. That's what she said. All right, let's get out of here. I'm not so certain that's such a good idea anymore. What? Look at it out there. Even Major Shepard would have a hard time flying through this. We are ready. I think it's best if we wait out. We're safe as long as we're in here. We've got rations and there's plenty of water. Yeah, especially outside. Rainbow's looking a bit dope. He's not very happy. He didn't want to stuck on a puddle jumper with all these people. No. Rainbow's not a people person. I hope you're right, Doctor. We will not have a chance to change our minds if you're wrong. It'll be cozy. <laughs> Oh, Carson, come on, grow a backbone. Uh, You're in a shit with inertial dampers. Off you go. It's Carson's chance to do the... The engines kind of take any motor, Captain. Sean's <laughs> <laughs> looking all winded. <laughs> yeah. And now he's just looking windy. More wind, more wind. More oh, wind. I'm sorry, his hair's too short to make it look dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, John, John, why didn't you have longer hair so we could have it billow dramatically in the wind? We could have a cloak. You want one of them beanies on with a propeller? <laughs> Yeah. I am in the first one, Rodney! Oh, sorry. Already done mine. Oh, great! Good for you! Me too. Good for everyone! Where are you now? I'm at the damn grounding station! No, 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 not you. I'm in the transporter. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that's why he contacted you. Yeah, it's uncanny, isn't it? John got the one furthest away. Of course, because John's the fittest. What was he on about Elizabeth's knee trouble? Knee trouble? What knee trouble? He mentioned Elizabeth's knee trouble. McKay did. Got it! Punching the ancient equivalent of 031547. Yeah, weren't you standing beside it? Why are you chatting to McKay looking out the balcony? Because you're looking out over a great sea vista. Yes. Impressive green screen. The ancient equivalent? It's a TARDIS. <laughs> there is a certain uh, nod to, I think, ninth Doctor TARDIS level. Good. That's impressive looking. Yeah. yeah, it looks like there's a lot of weight to it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're just casually strolling along, and he's... Yes. This is more dialogue. Yeah, these guys were called the Bacon Guards. Why don't they give them uh, some red tank tops to wear or something? Yeah. <laughs> the two guards, Colin Corrigan and Jason Diablo. 
Awful evacuation. Doctor, we're sitting there. We should be coming back until tomorrow. There's been an attack on Monero. We have wounded incoming. Lower the shield. We're broadcasting an Athosian IDC. We are lowering the shield. Oh, don't do it, lads. Don't yeah. do it. Uh, weakest link in the chain. Yeah. They should have closed down the gate. Nobody should come back regardless. Incoming with wounded. We're on our way. Uh, one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They look harmless. What happened? They were everywhere. I can't believe they didn't kill us all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's He's a way to tell you, Ruthless, isn't he? Notice he didn't bother with the uh, guys either. He just threw a blanket over his uniform. Yeah. And he didn't bother <laughs> with a warning shot. <laughs> just, oh. He didn't threaten them. He just killed them. Well, that's a way to do it. It has to be said. Thank you, Basil. The way the camera was panning over the Janai, one of them almost looked like Kruchi from BSG. But I don't think he's in this episode at all. No, but Ryan Robbins was in uh, Battlestar. Hmm. Which one's that? He plays Ladin. So you understand, when you say crew chief, my mind immediately went to Colin O'Brien. Sorry, or Meany, uh, rather, you know? Yeah, Chief Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah, Aaron Douglas. Yeah, there we go. I mean, surprise! <laughs> and now John's going to run around the uh, set of Blade 3. <laughs> well, this is one episode where you really do get to see the size of the city. And all the scaffolding and everything. Doesn't make any sense. They said it was Wraith-related? We'll ask them ourselves in a second. Hold on. What the hell is going on? Indeed. McKay's pouting. <laughs> she's pouting. Well, she's always pouting. You know, she's going to get frown lines early. Dr. Elizabeth Weir. Yes. And you must be Dr. McKay. That is him. Where is Major Shepard? I would like to know the whereabouts of Major Shepard. Ooh, he almost snarled that one. Yeah. Yes, well, he didn't really have a, a nice experience with him last time. No. Good to see uh, the consequences of their actions, though. Mm-hmm. Rather rapidly. You know, camera's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any zap? No. I realize the storm is coming and all, but why didn't he start hopping around the city in a jumper? Get to all the station stuff. Oh, where are we? Oh, a jumper bay. You think the jumper's integral shield will keep the rain off? Maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, the main hatch is locked from the control bay. Jumper 2, this is Shepard. Come in. Jumper 2, do you copy? Both winds are strong enough, I can see it getting tossed out a bit. Especially if it's close to a building or something like that. We decided to wait out the storm in the jumper. You still on the mainland? Yes, sir. We got a situation here. From what I can ascertain, a small Jedi strike force is gated in. The Jedi? The folks who wanted us to build them an A-bomb? No, they didn't want an A-bomb, they wanted an H-bomb. A-bomb, H-bomb, it's all the same these days. An A-bomb is probably in the order of a thousand orders of magnitude stronger than an H-bomb. But, hmm, who cares for scientific accuracy? Exactly, it's science fiction. Who cares? <laughs> you heard him! Take a look at it. I hot shot. We're not flying through this. McKay and Weir were taking hostage stock. I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. That's it. Forward to the rescue. Hmm. 
then Ford's definitely going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to take our chances. Dr. Beckett is right, Lieutenant. We are of no use to Major Shepard dead. Yeah, Taylor, we are no use to... Because Ford's a... As we possibly saw, Ford is not the most rational person on the planet. No. Well, he's, he's always kind of live, living up to what Shepard expects. You know, if the Major can do it, then so can I. So am I. Just stay put till the pass is over. Sir! Okay, okay Lieutenant. Just get your ass back here as soon as you can. I can use a little backup. Good luck, sir. We have three in passengers. Fine, shoot them. Yeah, Ford's always trying to, to impress the commander. This whole scene was actually shot by Peter DeLuise, second unit. Oh, that's beautiful, that is. Yeah, that's great. Strangely enough, you know, from that angle, Piers look a bit Asgardy. Mm. A little bit, but by the time the the ancients built this, they probably were close to the same technology level as the Asgards. Yeah, there might have been technology exchange. Who are you? Commander Acastus Collier of the Jedi. As you call a well-groomed bad guy, doesn't he have an uh, incredibly neatly trimmed beard on the background? <laughs> the bad guys are always very well-groomed. Robert Davi, an American actor, eventually appears in six episodes of Stargate Atlantis. He's also been in Criminal Minds, Die Hard, of course, Profiler, The Fall Guy, TJ Hooker, <laughs> and a great B-movie called Swamp Shark. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. Swamp, well, Swamp Shark sounds good. It, it cannot compete with Sharktopus for the title alone. From the title, okay. Why are you doing this? You're in possession of supplies we vitally need. Hand them over without difficulty, and we leave peacefully. Or? We're both intelligent people, Dr. Weir. I'm sure there's no need for me to demonstrate once again the strength of my resolve. Which supplies did you have in mind? All of your stores of the C4 explosive. All of your medical supplies. The Wraith data device you stole from my people. And one of your ships. Is that all? No. Where is Major Shepard? He's on the mainland. Now, this, of course, is the problem with Atlantis. Someone might come to break in and nick a few things, but once they see it, mine, precious. <laughs> they never want to let it go. And why would you? If there's any chance of you actually controlling the city, then you're going to roll the dice on it, aren't you? Too important to let go at all. Yeah. Why spend half an hour looting the place when you can take uh, days to do it? Even if they can't control the systems, there's still plenty of stuff they can take. You can find the power system and control it. You can even fly it off the planet. Take it home with you. Well, you also need the gene. True. I think, you know, we know that no native Pegasus human has that gene. Mm-hmm. Do we? I don't think we do. All the native Pegasus galaxy people are descendants of the Atlanteans, just like humans. They were genetically created by Atlanteans. Doesn't mean they were genetically linked to the Atlanteans. I thought they were the Atlanteans. You know, where the humans were the second evolution of well, the, a humanoid well, form. The well, argument, the... Did, did, did we see the clever little uh, device McKay used to inform Shepard of where they were going to be going and what they were looking for? Yes, sneaky, wasn't he? Remarkably subtle by McKay's standards. Very subtle. I've always assumed that the Atlanteans, when they created the humans in Pegasus, wouldn't create billions of people who, who could control their technology. That gene would be unique to them. See, mm. I'd always assumed they were the same. They were just Atlanteans who had lost their technology. Oh, no, no. The Atlanteans built him from scratch. 
Oh. That's why the Wraith ended up being in, invented, you know, because they, uh, they seeded a planet that had the Eratus bug on it. Mm. Well, I, I figured some of the locals might have the gene because some of the Atlanteans were basically dirty birds who'd lie with anything. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> you know, mm, cross-species nookie. Odd. Isn't hindsight a wonderful thing while editing this podcast and listening to the conversation? immediately springs to mind that there are native Pegasus humans who do have the ancient gene. We will of course come to those people in that episode later. Oh my. Oh my. Now that's a knife. (laughs) We really needed Brad for that. Yes. Perfect for (laughs) it. Email him, ask him to record it for (laughs) us. Okay, I want one of them. Ooh, that's holographic. Pretty is what it is. It's a glass sheet, I assume, with a projector beaming onto it. It's actually created by something that is called a magic projector. Nice. Now, is this a server bank behind them with all the blue light? Or a metal box with just flashing bulbs? Ah, let me get another look at it, I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking from personal experience, having seen server banks, to be honest with you, probably not. It's nowhere near loud enough. Oh, okay. A room full of running servers, it probably hums around somewhere between 95 and 110 decibels. It's very difficult to hear anything else, so they'd have to loop the dialogue. She left him to die. She had no choice. Are you finished? Even with all Weir's uh, negotiation skills, she's not going to get through to Sora at this stage. No. She needs to work out her own vengeance. Even from the cute redhead. She must be really disappointed that Taylor isn't there. She wants to kill Taylor. Jackpot! That's a lot of guns! (laughs) Uh, Did they really bring that many guns with them? Yeah, I think they did. Every member of the expedition was carrying four or five rifles. Now, the armory is the, exactly the same location as the med bay that Tori and Erin were just in. Redressed it? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the expedition radio isn't that different from the Janai long-range communications device. It shouldn't pose too much of a problem. What did they do to you? I tried to keep my mouth shut. I tried. I just, I could Poor Rodney. What's the meaning of this? It's a radio. I honestly have no idea. It's a radio? Thank you. The arrow points the talk button. I've been shot, now I don't give a <laughs> This is Commander Collier. Collier. That's a hard name to pronounce. Is that a first name? Dude, that's from Blade 3 right there. Yeah. My name's Major John Shepard. And I have hidden the C4 where you will never, I repeat, never find it. When I get confirmation that the prisoners have been safely released and allowed to gate off Atlantis, I will help you find it. It's a cool scaffolding or gantry or whatever you want to call it. Actually, this scene, the walkway is very much longer. In the commentary, they were talking about having to use the lens to kind of shorten it a bit. And as John got closer to the camera, his footsteps had to actually get shorter to maintain the ruse. (laughs) Yes, he talked. Shocker. Shepard will have words with him. I like how with, after all the Janai found out about the Atlanteans, you know, now getting there and seeing what's there, they're still so laser-focused on the C4, the magic. Yeah. Well, he actually seems, I want CD. It's big, it's shiny. His little foragers have probably got orders to get the C4 first and get that through the gate. And then, you know what? I'm going to set up a little fiefdom here and to hell with Palomini's character. I never noticed the little J2 in the front of the window for Jumper 2. I didn't notice it just now. No. It's on top of the center control console on the dash. Why would the Jedi attack us? Why now? We didn't exactly leave on the best terms. 
I mean, besides from the fact that we stole some of their gear and didn't hand over the C4 we promised them, they're pretty convinced Taylor killed one of their top guys. They believe so falsely. I wonder if it was standard equipment or etched on afterwards. Like every fleet of aircraft, you know, each one probably has its own little See right there, the J2, quirks. right in the lower yeah. right oh, corner. That's a big J2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John may prefer Jumper 1, and Carson probably doesn't prefer any of them, but he's forced to fly one. <laughs> <laughs> At which point you drop in a, a cut from the song, I believe I can fly. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, just when Carson takes off. I might get Keith Harrison Orville doing... I think I can fly! <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Tori's little office on the set. Thought it was a cool bit for the set. This city was designed to be inhabited by the ancients and their direct descendants. And although, yes, while there is limited functionality for those who do not possess the ancient gene... It is only those who have it who can revive the city to its true potential. And you have this gene? No, but many of my team do. I always liked Tori's little office on the set. Thought it was a cool, cool bit. You need a wardrobe. Yeah, that's one of the rare times you actually look good in what she's wearing. You need a wardrobe. Yeah, that's one of the rare times she actually looks good in what she's wearing. Been a recurring theme how awful uh, Tori's wardrobe is. The only thing of any consequence will be how prepared we are and what defense we are able to mount. Now, this city holds many secrets which could help us win that war. But only if my team are here to discover them. So fine, take whatever you need for your people. But if you don't leave us this city, you're only hurting yourselves in the long run. You believe your people, who are not even of this galaxy, are closer to the ancients than we are. Your arrogance is astounding. And I have to say, speaking from last year, she still looks good. Not as good as Kate Sackoff, but still good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it were expensive. It was not part of the original script. It was a last-minute edition. They felt they needed uh, more one-on-one between Collier and Weir. And it actually works very well. You see Weir as a diplomat, making reasoned arguments straight with him and trying to get through to him. Not going to work, but... The episode definitely needed the back-and-forth between these two characters. Standing there, sir. There's Ryan Robbins. He's been in Arctic Air, Falling Skies, Battlestar Galactica, Sanctuary, of course. You told him he would be unharmed. Let's hope he doesn't put up much of a fight. <laughs> he won't be if he Hang on, gives why, up. why does Aaron care about Well, she only really turned nasty when her father died. Up until then, she was uh, amenable, you know, friends with Taylor, in fact. I don't think she sees... I think she fancies John. She wants some shepherd. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Come here and leave my lost sheep on. I think her father said she was spoken for. Now the father's out of the way. Sod that. I'm a free woman again. (laughs) All the ladies in Pegasus want Shepard. I'm having alien lucky. Plus, of course, she figures there's no harm, so she'll shag him and then she'll have him shot. It's probably one of these guys. Bye-bye, lads. See, that's not fair when you know where they are, but they don't know where you are. Now Shepard is just playing cat and mouse with these two guys, hoping to get him into a position where he can shoot them and they can't shoot him. Oh, that, oh, that, that, hurt. Hurt. that, that wasn't <laughs> even a crash mat or rubber or anything there. That just looked no. really solid. That's cement. <laughs> two down. going to say the grounding station? Oh, dear. Guess not. And those two guys were actually the first humans in Pegasus that John has killed in battle. An odd little factoid. 
Well, it's one thing to discuss when they were doing the episode. How much reaction should John have that as a character? Should they address the fact that he's killed for the first time? He looks very pissed off. Well, he's mad with Collier. Collier was going to do a deal with him, and John was willing to play along. You damaged the switch before I could separate the grounding rods, which I'm sure you're going to get an earful from a cave for. <laughs> you lost all of what little credibility you had with me. Do you have any idea how big a setback that is? I may not even be able to activate the shields. I can't possibly get... <sighs> you killed two of my men. I guess we're even! I don't like even. No, he doesn't like even. <laughs> I'm not finished yet! Neither am I. Oh, this Definitely a sort of... Uh... <laughs> Say goodbye. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. The city has a self-destruct button! If you hurt her, I'll activate it! Nobody will get it, Lannis! Even if it exists, Major. You need at least two senior personnel to activate it. How do you know that? How much have you told him, McKay? Yeah. <laughs> Call ya! I like Ooh. the funky shape of the, the barrel of a pistol, but unfortunately yeah. when they do the close-up, you can tell they just put a shell around <laughs> an existing gun. I'll give you a ship! I'll fly it out of here for you myself! And the pan away as well, the pullback. Shepard put you in this position, not me. Always justify any action and blame it on somebody else. She's right, Commander. I'm not kidding, there are codes required to activate the shield. Codes that only she knows, you can't do it without her. Tempting. <laughs> we can't do this without me either. I mean, we're a package deal, I mean... We... You take us out of the equation, and, 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 and you don't have an endgame. It's Rodney actually being brave. He's, <laughs> oh, this is McKay real. Hang on a second. I've just, yeah, I've just become a human shield. That was a moment of selflessness from McKay. Just a moment. You kill either one of us, and you don't get what you want. That's how important we are. It's important. Rodney? Rodney gets it. And you can see the horror on his face when he realized what he did. His heart's in the right place. Unfortunately, what he was thinking was in the way of the bullet. I appreciate you. You're an asset we need to complete this mission. Yeah. <laughs> and what McKay's thinking is, where's Carson? Now McKay's wondering if he can wet himself and no one will notice. He's stepping from the gun for me. Well, maybe just yet. We've got two and a half hours till the storm hits, and unless our luck changes drastically, the city is going to be obliterated. We're doomed. Doomed. Doomed, I tell you. <laughs> now that is where you get pretty much any episode of Airplane Jim <laughs> with him explaining that we're doomed. Look at the tree in the background being waved by a, a props guy. <laughs> I swear you can see his hand just at the bottom. Where is that? Ooh. I am going to kill you. Maybe. Stay out of my way on the cable join. I have to admire the waterproofing on that radio. This week on The Deadliest Catch. <laughs> Go get him, John. Why is it long and lingering? Did they run short or something? Both episodes run a little short. Because I was wondering, that was a fairly pointless, gradual pull back from the balcony. You'll actually see quite a few scenes in this episode where people are just running up and down corridors and backtracking. No, I was going to say, it's probably a problem with it being such an action-heavy episode, trying to get the timing down and make fills all the, the minutes they needed to fill. I think Solanka is going to be my Walter for this series. In what way? Here's occasionally, and I'm happy to see him. Oh, right. I, I like actors with glasses. <laughs> Zelenka's not in every episode, but it's usually going to be fun. David Nichol only appeared in 54 episodes of Atlantis. It seems more. Take two men, head there. Four levels down. 
sir. Let's go. You're with me. He's heading out of the hallways. So Joseph and Paul are down as consulting producers. That meant they had to ask them to move their cars and get a camera into the set. At least you know the jumper's waterproof. Rainbow's looking worried. Whoa! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I was at three. What are you doing, man? Adding weight to the puddle jumper by resetting its inertial dampeners. Shouldn't screw up those controls. We're heavy enough. Who's been reading the manual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now all this water, and they're on soil, so they could start sinking. Let it go. That should be enough. How much longer until the storm passes? Oh, God. I guess we're barely halfway through. But there's no way to tell. Ah, uh, Carson. No way to tell. You've got jumpers. You've measured wind speed and movement and everything. You should be able to predict it. No, I hope they're okay too. Me? I wouldn't be that worried about a storm, especially I'm in the spacecraft. Well, bear in mind the interstellar aspect of the spacecraft is meant to keep air in, not pressure out. So something that's perfectly good in a vacuum would be useless in the gas joint, because you know it's good in expansion but not in compression. Okay. I'll buy that. It's rain, Alan. It's high air pressure, it's wind. I suppose you can believe anything if uh, Atlantis is going to be crushed by a wave. That's one of the problems with uh, relying on energy shields. You don't really have to build structurally sound. Rapid bleeping. And the Lord said, let there be light. And some idiot was heard to say, What's this then? (laughs) <laughs> Nobody here has ever watched Discovery or National Geographic and realised that a hurricane has an eye. And it's watching you. That's <laughs> oh, a slow beeping now. Yeah. Well, that means the alien's a couple blocks away still. As I said, a lot of running about corridors. Gives us a chance to chat. <laughs> Yeah, now is the time you've got to hide your debate about the Atlanteans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and quite often running down the same corridor twice, even three times, changing a few aspects of it. And of course, this sensor hasn't got a Z axis. Yeah. Are you sure we're on the right level? Now, it'd be a nice place to drop a grenade there, wouldn't it? It would. As Jane would say, you need to always take a grenade. Interestingly enough, I said that so many times in uh, Mass Effect. Damn, I wish I had some grenade. <laughs> the episode of Primeval New World broadcast on what this week was on about the uh, Z-axis. How is the new series of Primeval? I haven't been able to see any yet. They seem to be going down a similar sort of route with the shadowy government organisation taking stuff over and kidnapping dinosaurs. Oh, you look at this! Oh, that is just... That is just never going to be useful again! Oh, dear. Yes, that's a, that looks like a tricky repair job. <laughs> yes. Good idea. No, I'm I, not even going to attempt to fix it. I know people who've uh, worked on those things, and what you have to actually use is there's a special tool which you attach to either end of the fibre, and it actually sort through sort of hundreds of those things and matches them up and then melts them together. It's physically impossible to do it by hand. <laughs> How long does it take the little machine thing to do that, to do all of those connections? Uh, a, off the top of my head, I think it's about hour per inch. Wow. That's in, in terms of thickness. You know, so if you've got an inch-thick bundle of fibre, then it takes about an hour okay. to join that. Because it actually sorts and matches the cables. 
I never would have thought of them. They'd have a tool that does something like that. That sounds so science fiction. It's for use in telecommunications because the number of times that some muppet with a digger accidentally slices through a fiber bundle. Okay, then it looks like John's laying a trap. More smoke grenades, and he has the advantage with the sensor. Surprisingly dry outside. <laughs> in the eye. Right. Has to be. The eye? Dead centre of the storm. Storm swirls around a 20 to 40 kilometre wide area. Then this calm will not last. No, in fact, in about 10 minutes, it's going to get very ugly again. Come on, we have to help the Major. Aye. We can take off, but land is twice as hard, believe me. What if the storm's reached Atlantis? Has it? Not just yet, but it will any time now. Stop wasting time. Let's oh, go. Lieutenant, Let's go. go. Come on, Carson. <laughs> We're flying now, Carson. Give him some room. He, wa- he wants to be brave and courageous. Straight up and down. I'm a bloody medical doctor, not a magician. Good point. <laughs> I'm a bloody medical doctor, not a magician. Come on, Star Trek reference. <laughs> Please tell me that wasn't deliberate. He looks so worried. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, it's not just a smoke grenade or is it tear gas? Just a smoke grenade. Uh-huh. Just confuse the theatre of operations just a little. Yes, this is a literal fog of war. So much smoke. Which way? You're right on top of him. Yeah, I think I would see him if I was. Stand by. Well, actually, he's right on top of you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Thinking three dimensions. Ooh, this ain't going to be good. Got the laser sight. Do you see him? <laughs> Gunfire over radio. Do we see that light? Wait, when did I? Well, no, because they're not live sensors as such. You're kind of tracking the... Uh... Really? Oh, no, they have. <laughs> You've seen this episode three times this week. I thought you should remember that bit. I always assumed since it was only in two dimensions, this wasn't a native Atlantean scanner. No, I think watching this now, I'm thinking what it is, is John knows how to manipulate the scanner to get the views. The Janai have the top-down view and don't know that they can adjust. They haven't figured out the user menu yet. Ah, uh, yes. Why do you tell him you can have this fixed in 15 to 20 minutes? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, so he wouldn't kill us? I understand that. But once the shield is operational, we won't be very useful now, will we? Why are you going to tell him I can fix it in 15 or 20? You just have to stall him some more. Well, I just told him how long it'll take. Find another frog with it. I tell them that the power loop interface isn't jiving with your walkabout. Something. Is it jiving? Rocky, you get my point. You know, they look thoroughly miserable. I don't know, David especially isn't that keen on weather. Tori and David here, you know, shot all these water scenes over two days. The machines that are actually flooding them run at about 5,000 gallons a minute, coming from two water trucks. Water's recycled. It is cold water as well. Oh, cold water. <laughs> yeah, well, warm water would disrupt the cameras and all the uh, lighting equipment. Cold water's much better. Lovely actors. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that, that. Yeah, first day of filming, everybody thought, oh, this is fun, you know, a lot of fun. The second day, uh, David was his sarcastic self, and Tori refused <laughs> to even talk to uh, Martin Wood. <laughs> Coming in a little steer. Did he remember to take the uh, weight off the ship? Yeah. He got it back. It feels a bit sluggish. Or he'll, he'll get what happened when Iron Man landed the first time in that initial movie. <laughs> tried to contact the Major. First, you got to get us in there. Really, really dangerous. Don't touch. <laughs> Fancy calligraphy, isn't it, really? Go on, touch it, touch it. 
Ooh, that's an aqua generator which he's turned into a bomb. I'm not sure what that icon means, but it looks suspicious. What are you up to? Ah, he's pulled the bug. What's he done now? He looked like he wasn't sure what he was doing though. Definitely signs that Shepard's far brighter than O'Neill was. See, they come prepared. Commander, Major Shepard has cut power to the control room. How? Looks like it landed. This is being powered by five small generators, each responsible for a separate area of the city. Major Shepard has just disabled the one generator that powers Stargate up. I don't know about anybody else, but I know what a fuse box does. I know why it does what it does. But I'm still a bit tentative when it comes to opening one up and manipulating it. Do you have an actual fuse box? Not anymore. We've got breakers, but we used to. In my early days, I've rewired a fuse. Oh, Christ, no. I've seen somebody come into a house and cross the actual... Even in the old days, there was still a main breaker. And somebody had a nail for it <laughs> Wasn't that what they had at Chernobyl? <laughs> yes, Commander. I suggest we send some men to guard the remaining generators. No! He's trying to divide us into manageable numbers. Just hold Stargate operations until the reinforcements arrive. Understood. Now why are the lights all bright there now? He turned off the lights. No, he cut power to the control room. Oh, just the control room. There's five generators in there, in the city. That's right. But that scene... You had John running down the corridor, filled with boxes, and when he went into the transporter, as he stepped into there, all the boxes were pulled out, the lights were turned on, and in the same shot, he ran out of the transporter and down the same hall. <laughs> the wonders of that redressing. Yeah, all in the space of about five seconds. Local mm. theatre here in Milwaukee going to do King Lear this summer. I kind of want to go to it. Their stage is about ten feet square, and I want to see how they're going to manage it. <laughs> <laughs> Something I might watch again. It's quite excellent if you have it on Netflix or whatever. It's not too recent. Richard III. With Donnie Jr.? Or? Circa 1940 or so. So that there seems to be a World War II technology. With Ian McAllen in it? Possibly. I used to have it on VHS. Very good. <laughs> this is a pretty good acting job, David Ayer. Yeah. <laughs> Being drenched with water and a long, long technical speech. Yeah, but there's cuts, which means he could probably do it in a few takes. Because of all the water, they look honestly just soaked through to the bone. They were. There was no ifs or buts. This was the only practical way to do it. Yeah, so many TV shows, they don't really honestly look soaked. These guys are soaked. Their clothes are an extra three pounds of weight. If any of these grounding stations are left active, a sizable amount of electricity will find its way to ground, and no shield! You wouldn't be surprised if all the live audio recorded during the scenes were scrapped and the dialogue ADR'd. But when they went to the studios, David in passion delivery just never came across. So the audio wizards went back to the original recorded dialogue and managed to isolate and use about 75%, which is remarkable considering all the noise on set during those scenes. Agreed! Teams of two, but I want you to watch over the control room. As soon as the reinforcements arrive, have them take Shepard with overwhelming force. Understood. Perhaps he could be under shelter while we wait? I'm not going to catch a cold like that! I take it that's a no? That's most certainly a no. Right then, inside the nice and dry jumper bay. Somehow they managed to sneak themselves on board. Oh, look at him, he's got two B-90s. <laughs> he's just showing off now. <laughs> Remain here and be still. I will return for you. What the hell is that? Bizarre, it looks like something you need to the head of a snake. <laughs> that's what it, was, what it was. <laughs> You don't have to take orders. Aye. Now you do. 
so long as it's temporary. <laughs> he hasn't got two P90s anymore. I'm surprised Alan didn't win. Well, I don't know how much those weigh. They look like they might be pretty light. Yeah, but fully loaded. Should we try and contact the Major now? The Jedi may be monitoring our frequencies. We do not want to alert them of our presence. Life science detector. These wee dots don't tell us much about who's who. How do we know which one's the Major? He'll be the dot getting rid of the other dots. Great. <laughs> Pac-Man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The movie top secret. You just hope the Snorlax isn't blocking one of the passageways. Screw the Snorlax. You don't want to encounter a Balrog. <laughs> Now, we haven't seen Mr. Glee this episode, no. have we? No, we haven't. I was just thinking that, too. Maybe he's dead. <laughs> Probably wasn't available for shooting second. Oh, she took off her jacket. How many should we expect? Full company. 60 or more. Oh, this isn't going to be good. I don't know how we were expected to take a facility this size with any less. It was supposed to be a raid. Your retrieval was rightfully ours. With me. Come on. Nothing could go wrong with this uh, transportation device, could it? Reinforcements. Hmm. It worked in DS9, didn't it? Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> Have them secure Stargate operations and report back to me. Yes, Commander. Oh. <laughs> secure the area. Can anyone Shut him up, lady. Stop him. Oh. This thing. Oh dear. Squishy, squishy, squishy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just actually expect to hit. There's a going through. No, that's basically making sure all the people are ducking. Just raise the gate shield. Shut it down. There goes the reinforcement. Yes. Yeah. Shepherd 70, Collier 2. <laughs> that was at least 20 or 30 people he just killed with that. I don't know. Only Shepard would know it. Trust me, I'm not that brave. I would help you if I could. David just got rammed into a steel bar there. <laughs> it's no use. It's over. The gate is shut down. There are no more men coming. Um, he was expecting a few more reinforcements than <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. He's quite cute, isn't she? She's very cute. Five of sixty. Oh, sorry, 18 minutes past the time. I would normally feel the captain getting yelled at. Shepard just killed 55 soldiers. <laughs> Not bad. No. Oh, <laughs> you mad now. You still need me! If you want this city! <laughs> you tell him, McKay. <laughs> you still need both of us! Keep reminding him of that fact as well. Mm-hmm. Because while Collier is a very passionate man, he does override himself with logic. He looked quite thoroughly miserable. <laughs> I'm really happy they got a character like Colia to come in rather than it being Colmini leading the... Oh, it wouldn't have worked, would it? You don't think Colm is mean? No, not. A, I wouldn't have bought him as leading a, a strike force like this. He's played the bad guy in something. Well, I have no problem buying the bad guy, just leading a strike force. I don't think I would have. it would have worked as well. He's entered some sort of security code to lock down the gate. Just give me some time. You should be able to crack it. Do it. Commander? Leda thinks he can have the gate fixed. Did Athos' son make it through the gate? I'm sorry? His name is Eidos. Did he make it? No, sir. Uh-oh. <laughs> it always spices things up when somebody you know has died. <laughs> oh, he's not happy. Over 60 men killed! Defending his home and his people, Commander. As we would. When can more reinforcements be sent? It will take time, perhaps an hour. Unacceptable! 
Commander, it is unacceptable. Because by then, we will be in the full force of the storm. Logical. Yeah, why is she suddenly taking the Atlantean side? I think from his, the very first shooting down of the two guards in pretty mm-hmm. much cold blood, he kind of realised that her personal vendetta is mm-hmm. not the same as uh, the overall objective. She was happy to go to Atlantis, steal some stuff, get personal vengeance, then return. This has gone far beyond that. Okay, I can... Call you as Nero. <laughs> Shepard, I have a proposition for you. You recognize that voice? No. Call ya? I'm having a hard time keeping up. What's the score again? Oh, what's My men going? have informed me that not only have you disabled some crucial generators, but you've stolen key components which make it impossible for them to be restored. Yeah, I did that. There are two flaws in your plan. I'm always open to constructive criticism. John, you're still cheating. Of course he is. Why can't they hear the rapid bleeping? Really like the set for Atlantis. You gotta love this. The cameraman is being lowered down by rope. Cool. <laughs> there was no room, you know, for a crane for this shot. That's cool. <laughs> Wonder if he got hazard pay for that one. <laughs> Weir's alive. Doctor McKay was able to make a strong case for keeping her alive. Let me talk to her. These two episodes, they have a very good commentary. Martin Wood, Martin Garrow, and David Hewlett. Well worth listening to. And you look on that balcony and how much water is pouring off it. Mm-hmm. Built it on a slope so they could, you know, get the water off quickly and recycle it. Yeah, it's streaming off the side there. That's heavy rain, isn't it? You know? yeah. <laughs> Awful movie, by the way. If you looked outside, I thought, nah, I'm definitely in need of bread and milk, but I'm not going out in that. <laughs> Again, you mean? Her death will buy you another ten minutes. After which, should the power still be out, Dr. McKay dies. We will then leave with what we can, and the city will be destroyed. Well, that's not enough time. If you don't mind destroying Atlantis, stay where you are for the next 20 minutes. Starting now. Starting now. <laughs> I'm okay, yeah. I'm dry. Run, Shepard, run. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, that's an empty threat at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this week, uh, Michael, I, John Shepard, will be playing Anika Royce. Not a reference Shepard's going to get, and I'm like, happy hours to explain. Nice. Ooh, shiny right stunner. What do you need that for? Anything I see moving is going to get shot. So what if it's a major? Then he'll get hit with a race stunner instead of a P90. What if he sees us first? He'll probably hear you first. Are you telling me to shut up again? Again. He'll hear you first. <laughs> they didn't loot this armory, did they? Must have one or two dotted about. Makes right. sense just for defense. Yeah. And if nothing else, that is an excellent <laughs> spear. Right. Just grabbing an extra clip for the sake of it. I'm surprised Carson didn't insist on the, the sun gun. Yeah, he'd probably feel more comfortable with that. As with all the bad guy weapons, it's very unwieldy. Mm-hmm. But it looks cool, and it, it looks suitably alien without being a... We slapped a plastic bit over top of a, an existing gun. Yeah. It's good to see that you are here, Matt, still work. <laughs> All right, I'll take point. Taylor, you're on our six. You, don't open your mouth until I say so. Only shoot at what I tell you to shoot at. Let me support you, push it. That's an order. Oh. <laughs> Ford doesn't get to say that often. It's an order. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's one of the problems with this character. It's, he's always going to be sidelined by being under command of Shepard. Yeah. Missed him. I realised where I was recognising that triple barrel design from its anti-super soldier weapon from SG-1. The oh, anti-super okay, soldier yeah. weapon has that triple barrel sort of... Uh... Hey, 
Uh oh. Stop! I'm helping you, idiot. Oh my god, it's Fraser Crane. <laughs> oh, come on, tell me you don't see the resemblance. It does. I think we should do what he says. Be quiet. Sora, we have him. Keep him alive. I'm on my way. <laughs> I want to kill him. Kill him or something. Not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, actually, if Sora sees Talia, she's going to go ape because she's the one she blames for the death of her dad. Well, Shepard's a bonus. He's icy. So she levels up. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong one. They've gone to the wrong place. <laughs> Again, another example of the episode came in short and they said it was just too daft for him to go to exactly the same place when they had an option of five. By going to the wrong place, it pads the time out. Plus, it's a bad story. You get this silly scene where everybody's accusing everybody else. No matter what I say, I am you're such a nice young lad. Until you're put in charge of cheeky little bugger. Wait, what if this is the right station and the Major has not made it back yet? Hmm. Deja vu is uh, you having died and restored to a previous save game. <laughs> no, this one's working. How much time? Two minutes. There's five generators. It's not this one. Can't be the one that powers the control tower. That leaves three. We got a one in three chance of guessing the right one. Even so, we may be walking into the very ambush we're trying to save him from. We are not far from a transporter. Are any of the generators near a transport station? Hi. There's two. Let's go. I like how the, the action for these... Yeah, but you're coming from a different direction. Okay, if I remember correctly... Remember correctly. <laughs> Don't press on the screen too hard. Yeah. yeah Give me a moment. No moments. Pick one. I'm the one you're gonna blame if it's wrong. We have to go now. Here. There we go. That little visual effect was the actual screen reacting to the pressure. Probably was. Yeah. But Koya's gonna kill one of my people if I don't get this thing turned back on in time. So turn around. You were doing well, John. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> John's happy you now. That's timing. You turn around. What? Well, if I have to turn around, you should turn. Turn around. Simon <laughs> <laughs> says turn didn't around. Didn't realize that thing had such a wide beam. <laughs> Hold that tight. Power. Ah, there we go. That's better. Can I come in from the rain now? Let's get by. What were you doing other than waving guns and threatening people? Supervising, it's a necessary position. Ah, uh, management. Yes. <laughs> I'm the boss like that. I couldn't do it myself. I'm qualified to watch others. You okay, sir? Better? Better worse? Shoulders a little sore. Do you want me to take a look at that? Take a recheck there, Doc. We should leave this area. Moja and I will be on their way. I couldn't agree more. Taylor, she wants to kill Taylor. <laughs> Bloodlust has come over her. <laughs> yeah, so chest is heaving. I'm going to come red panel lower. <laughs> I like the little baggy over the, <laughs> yeah. the tablet there. <laughs> Would you just press it already? <laughs> if this doesn't work, it will. I'm just saying, if it doesn't work, it will. I'm sure it will, but in the unlikely event that it doesn't, Rodney! Please! <laughs> Seriously, Rodney, come on, just press the damn thing. <laughs> My elbow is being tapped pointedly. Not literally pointedly, fortunately. <laughs> Time to feed them. <laughs> she looked freezing. She does. <laughs> this is method acting. <laughs> mm. 
So at least now, if they're hit by a lightning bolt, it won't blow the city up. With the lightning bolt and all the electricity, isn't that a small enough gap for the electricity to bridge it on its own? Especially with all that water all over the place? Let's not get into that. But electricity will always go through the path of least resistance. They're going to encourage the uh, energy to travel down certain corridor conduit. Okay, figures he can harness the storm's lightning and fire up the sheet. This lightning? SG team's done it before the power started. There's a big difference between a start and I didn't say you could talk. Yeah, stop talking and get to the control room. Wasting time. It's actually difficult to talk when you're getting covered in water like this. It's difficult to breathe, even. And the colder you get, the muscles around your lips start kind of freezing up. Attenuate the raw electricity to useful power. I can only do that from the control room. That's where Dr. Weir's codes come in. Yes! Only primary systems are operating. Shepard has to repair the other generator. The shield's considered a primary system. We're good to go, but we have to go now. I mean now, I mean everybody, all your men. What does that have to do with my men? Now that the grounding station's been deactivated, electricity will be free to flow through the conduits that line every corridor of the city. What kind of plan is that? <laughs> a McKay kind of plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting paid enough for this. You're not getting paid at all. <laughs> well, he's trying to decide if he's being lied to or not. The rest of the city! Once lightning starts to hit! But he left in the hallway is as good as dead. But I need to watch this episode in full, that will be digital with the subwoofer turned up. Get the Blu-ray. No! Yay, nice shot. Yeah, all the shots in the city are beautiful. Why haven't you responded? I'm going to kill her. Who? Taylor. She and two others between Shepard. Why wasn't this reported sooner? Fall back to the control room immediately. She's just out of my reach. If I'm patient. I gave you an order. She left my father for dead. The storm is upon us. The city is no longer safe. I don't care. Fall back. You have my word. Your father will be avenged. By me. Sir. Would you believe this episode was filmed in 12 days? Whereas the pilot, which is exactly the same length, was filmed in 25. Pilot, in fairness, a lot more accurate. And as with, for example, I can have lunch with a friend in 40 minutes. Try and have lunch with five people, it goes up to about two hours. Pull it to ten, it tends to take about three and a half. Well, sod you then. I was impressed. <laughs> I think also some of the difference was with the pilot. Were they for sure they were making a full season after the pilot, or did they make the pilot and then come back later for the, the rest of the episodes? Straight in. It won't, it won't. They didn't make the pilot, then get the green light. It was first episode. Okay. We take back the control room, get the shield up, city saved, we're in McKay saved. Take the rest of the day off. Sounds like a plan, sir. Stay in channel two, let's move out. You're not gonna need that thing. Shoot to kill. Kill them all. Interesting, isn't it? Well, we don't need that anymore, let's just leave it and make a point of leaving it. Hmm. It seems weird that they just leave the weapon sitting there. Yeah. Couldn't shove it in a room for a. Yeah. Safekeeping. Shove it under a, a table, even, or something. Yeah, take the power cell out. Still out there. If you activate... Now, McKay! It's done! Dr. Weir, I need to enter your codes now. Yes, of course. Seven, nine... Four, two, one. Yes? Zero, three, two, four, five. In the second sequence... Emote, Weir, emote. Pardon of coming up with those numbers, Rodney. Shut up. <laughs> I'll be glad when this falling order business is over, I think. Ow! Catch fight! Yes! We've been waiting for this. <laughs> this is bloody shooter, you crap! Is it this way you wish he had the stunner? Where's Rainbow? He's gone off somewhere. 
I would hate to kill you so quickly. Oh, that's really not a good idea. I've known you for almost all your life. Why are you doing this? You left him to die! Your father killed an innocent. He alerted the Wraith to our presence. And you escaped! If I am to die by your hand, Sora, I die knowing there was nothing I could have done to have saved Tyrus. <laughs> Martin Guerrero said in the commentary, his girlfriend's dad watched this episode and said, there should be more cat fights. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tail and Beckett should have easily made it to the jumper bay first. They should have been waiting for us. Taylor, what's your position? Taylor! Know your demographic. You don't really have to be a cat fight. I enjoy seeing a woman beat the crap out of a guy if she's good at it. Which is why I watched Lost Girl. Yeah, yes. You want to fight this way, Sora? I will win. You will have avenged no one. We'll see. Your pointy end. <laughs> yes. That's it. Stick people with the pointy end. Yes. It works so much better. You haven't read or seen Game of Thrones, have you? Taylor definitely had been practicing to twirl that knife the way she did. Oh, yeah. When Rachel came into the series, she'd done no combat fighting at all. She got trained by the stunt guys and then went away during the hiatus to do training by herself on her own dime. Her combat scenes looked really good in the show. Trained warrior for her, her tribe or her people or whatever you want to call it. I think it helped that she was a dancer as well, so... Oh, yeah. Everything looked graceful. It didn't look stunted or, you know, piecemeal. I'd be happy to live in the last girl universe if it meant I could date Kenzie. <laughs> I still haven't watched any of those episodes. I told us the long shot from the beginning. We already have serious flooding on the north and west piers. So it's no use. The city conduits just can't handle this kind of raw power. Is any power getting to the shield generator? Nominal amounts. Nowhere near enough. You said this would work. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm an extremely arrogant man who tends to think all of his plans will work. <laughs> That'll teach you, Rodney. Hmm. This was a long shot at best. Why else would we evacuate the city? It was always our intention to dial out in case this didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point there. And they told you that right at the beginning. You can leave and survive, or you can go down with the city. This was a, you know, a Hail Mary play. Within minutes, the episode would be over. You choose! Oh, was that Glee Guy? No, I still haven't seen Glee Guy. Oh dear. Almost looks like Scrubs guy. Behind. Oh no, it's not him, is it? No. <laughs> that doesn't look good. Lord Cutter's run. Go through the gate, and all this will be over. Yeah, I'll stick my leg out so you can hold it up. <laughs> all these overalls are binding. Let me take them off. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, actually, somebody yeah. actually said it over there. Yeah. yeah. The subtitle. Well, she did get a thigh cut. You know, that's reasonable. Taylor, though, is by far the superior fighter in this. No question about that. We're just not getting enough power to shield generators. Are you really going to sacrifice the lives of all of your men on the off chance that this city won't be completely destroyed? Open the Stargate. It's looking like... I'm on IMDb right now. It's looking like Glee Guy got killed in the first part. Did he? You're coming with us. What? You will both serve the Jedi as payment for what you've done. Or for what we've done! Is it box falling on her head? Yeah, that really hurt, that did. <laughs> Ow. Whoa. She's thoroughly getting her ass kicked. Stay down, you stupid bin. <laughs> They're actually fighting in the gate room. The Stargate has been lowered through the floor. You know, I thought it looked like the gate room when they are at the bottom of the little stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> They're stealing stuff. 
that's good stuff. We can never get it back. That's our stuff. It's the last of the coffee. Mm, Damn you. Coffee. You got McKay. Seriously, this is a bad idea. You saw what happened to my last plan. This is not what you... <laughs> it is, taking McKay. That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's almost impossible to be that precise with a semi-automatic weapon. And there's Loden. He's escaped. We may see him later. Actually, the Glee guy was only in the first episode of this two-parter. Well, that explains why we haven't seen him in the second. And then he appears in an SG-1 episode. I'm not aiming at her. Good job, that. Single fire P90. At about, what, 30 feet? Find Taylor and make sure it's all Sorry about that, I had to... Uh... <laughs> you nearly shot me, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no. You will be, come on. Corey Montague Glee plays a young Mitchell in episode 200 of SG-1. Oh, does he? Right. Yeah. Something to look out for. What are you doing? I thought I'd activate the shield to save the day. You got something else in mind? Taylor and Beckett are still out there. Tracking systems down. There's a tsunami heading towards the city, Lieutenant. Two and a half minutes, they're dead. Then give them two minutes. Hmm. Fine. That's the long-suffering McKay expression. Yeah. Yes, that is. When this heard, I dare say... 90% of the audience have to go and look up Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, Corey Monteith, that is his first role in IMDb, the Stargate in Line. It was, was it? Yeah. <laughs> this is not what your father would have wanted. Our people were destined to be allies. Taylor and Beckett, fall back to the control room. This must end now. Then end it. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss her, you fool. Sorry. <laughs> Taking your knife. They actually put a sound effect in for that, then realised that it sounded like she'd cut her throat. <laughs> thought, yeah. That's a sharp knife. Do you remember in bed, the knife, the floor, with it when it was off shot? <laughs> What's this floor made out of? Thick linoleum. <laughs> Rodney, go! Go it! Here we go. Pretty. <laughs> mm, CG lightning. Oh. Now that's a wave. Yes, that is. <laughs> yes, nobody's going to be surfing that, are they? Even Swayze wouldn't attempt to surf that. Swayze did attempt to surf that. It was kind of the point at the end of the movie. It wasn't that big. It's working. You just need to build up enough power for the shield to activate. Wait for it. Okay, then. Kurt Russell's character from Escape from uh, L.A. Hmm. He was surfing the wave that big. Snake blisting, yeah. that's it. Here, shield, shield, shield. Rodney, just to turn us the other sense, huh? That's leaving it a little fine. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, that wave looked a lot more imminent than that. It did. That loomed well, I have to say, even on this monitor. I can't wait to see it on my big TV. Nice work, Rodney. Did you ever doubt me? Yes, several times. Oh. So you've made a new friend, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever doubt me? Every second of every day. Now, what amazes she doesn't pick up the knife wandering behind Taylor and just stab her in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd do. Oh, finally got through to her. What do you want to do with her? No, I don't know yet. We'll keep her locked up for the time being. You know, maybe releasing her back to the Jedi would help ease tension between us. You're extremely optimistic, you know that? You think so? Everyone getting back okay? Looks like it. So, all these guys have been on that planet of those backstabbing traitors then? Yeah, they have. Thought the Jedi would have, uh taken a side trip and sorted them out. I haven't been able to look at this. I had to do this myself. Still, 
on the uh, bright side, I've had my first uh, decent meal in 24 hours. So, uh, all things considered, I would say we are just fine. Love the bandage, McKay. Why is it over the ass? That was actually brought up in the commentary. <laughs> Probably so Kay can show off and let everyone know he got wounded in the fight. Yeah, David actually said, you know, because it was funny. <laughs> and McKay got to eat, he's happy. <laughs> yeah, first thing he did was head to the cafeteria. Find out the bandage. Look, look, bandage. I'm actually repeating that gesture myself as I say it. What'd you say, Jeff? As I say, they probably didn't go after the Atlanteans on the other planet. That was a sneak attack. While everyone was gone, go and grab a bunch of stuff and leave. Yeah. There wasn't any plan to actually attack. I can see that. If they could have got in and out pretty much without having their identity revealed, the plan was to kill everybody in the city. Yeah. But you would have thought the Jedi were more than capable of putting a couple of thousand soldiers into the field mm-hmm. and pretty much taking everything that Atlanteans took with them. Possible, yeah. Yeah. But that's Calvin for you. It doesn't see the big picture. And if he did, then he might... No, well, I'll stop there. Could be a spoiler. But an important episode, especially because of, of one character who got away from the attack, and we do see again. Loudon does appear in another future Jedi episode. Help. Oh, the cat's getting restless, Alan. It's a friendly nip on the thigh. Right then, that was The Storm and the Eye, our feature-length double episode. Tell me, how much of a gap did they leave in broadcast between this one and the next one? This would be so sort of a, you know, Easter break or something. Leave it a couple this, of weeks and let people hang. This might have been a mid-season break. We're nowhere near a mid-season. This was a mid-season break for the Americans, but not for the British. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but that flew by. It did. Which is remarkable, because this is the third time I've seen it this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed that you not only got a release, but that you're ready to do this. Thoughts, gentlemen? The second part went by just as quick as the first part. I'm cold and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for thoughts. You didn't have <laughs> True, that is true. To be more specific. In the commentary, Martin Wood was actually discussing uh, the merits of part one and part two, how fan reaction varies. He says, most of the time, part two is always considered a better episode because of the build-up required in part one. I consider both of these pretty equal. A lot of action in the first episode. It's a two-parter, but it, it doesn't feel to me like most two-parters where there's really a clear, definite break between the two parts. Yeah. I can see definitely why you put in that poll asking whether to do it all at once <laughs> or... It would be a very seamless transition. Unlike, say, Heroes 1 and 2, which very definite beats each episode. Yeah, this one felt like they kind of one big episode and then broke it into two parts rather than writing two episodes and stitch them together. We're running long, so the Facebook and email feedback we have will be in next week's show. If you want to get in touch with us, then by all means use our email, which is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, or visit the website at gatecast.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Google+, Stitcher Internet Radio, and iTunes under Gatecast, or the general Stargate search. And our Twitter feed can be found under The Gatecast, which is one word. We'd love to hear from you about our show or Stargate in general. Any news or other matters that you'd think we or other fans would like to know, then get in touch and we can help spread the Stargate word. Right then, until next week, take care everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.